Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Thank you very much for spending time with me in this teaching in the series called "The Doctrine of the Last Things." This is the 90th lesson of the series. Please listen to the first 80 lessons and let us pray together so that we can ask the Lord to teach us and reveal the truth to us. Father, we come to you by faith. We humble ourselves before you, and we ask your Holy Spirit to open our spiritual eyes to see the light of your truth and open our spiritual ears to hear what the Spirit wants to say to us, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We believe that your word is the truth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This is a second part of the teaching called the purposes of the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. There are God's purposes of the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ come back for many reasons. And the purposes of God, of His coming, covered those last things in the great consummation of the age and the introduction of a new era or dispensation. So the old things will pass away and Jesus will begin a new dispensation. Jesus' second coming concerned the church, concerned Israel, the unrighteous or the sinners, the nations, the Antichrist, and the setting up of the millennium kingdom and Jesus' reign on this planet Earth. I would like to review a little bit from the last lesson that our Lord Jesus Christ is coming back for the righteous, for the born-again Christians. When He comes back, the dead in Christ shall rise first or shall be resurrected first. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 15 to 17, For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. If we're still alive, when Jesus comes back, we will not go before the believers who have already passed away. For the Lord Himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with a trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. They will be resurrected. They will get a new body and they will meet the Lord in the air. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. The Lord Jesus Christ come back for the believers. The believers who die before us will be raised from the dead with a new body and they will go up to meet the Lord in the air. And we, if we have not died yet, 
we will also be caught up, and we will meet the Lord in the air, and we will be with Him for eternity. Not only that, the Lord will come back to give reward to the believers. Second Corinthians five ten say, "For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad." And the Lord Jesus Christ will come back for the marriage supper of the Lamb. There will be a celebration of the joining between the groom, the Lord Jesus Christ, and the bride. The Church of Jesus Christ, Revelation chapter nineteen six to nine, and I heard as it were the voice of a great multitude, as the sound of many waters, and as the sound of mighty thunderings, saying, "Alleluia! For the Lord God omnipotent reigns. Let us be glad and rejoice and give Him glory, for the marriage of the Lamb has come, and His wife, His wife is." The faithful church has made herself ready. Are you ready? Are we the church that is ready for the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ? Do we repent every day? Do we serve God faithfully? Do we love Jesus with all our heart and seek the kingdom of God first? Do we live a righteous life and shine the light of God to the whole world? I want to be. That kind of believer, I want to be a part of the bride of Christ, the righteous church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And to her, it was granted to be arrayed in fine linen, clean and bright, for the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. Then he said to me, "Write, blessed are those who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb." And he said to me. These are the true saying of God. So the Lord Jesus will come back to meet the believers. He will give the resurrection to the believers who already have passed away, and the believers will meet Him in the air and come down with Him to reign this planet Earth for one thousand years. And not only that, we're going to have a big celebration of the coming of the groom or the Lord Jesus Christ. But for the unconverted or the unrighteous and the nations, the Lord Jesus Christ will come back to judge them. So His coming will usher a time of great stress and judgment upon sinners. Revelation chapter six verses fourteen to seventeen. Then the sky receded as a scroll when it is rolled up, and every mountain and island was moved out of its place, and the king of the earth. The great men, the rich men, the commanders, the mighty men, every slave and every free man hid themselves in the caves and in the rocks of the mountain. They were so afraid. All these unbelievers were so afraid of the coming of the master, of the King of all kings, the Lord Jesus Christ. They know that they will be judged. They will see him face to face. Verse sixteen, and said to the mountains and rocks, "Fall on us." Hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne, and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of his wrath has come, and who is able to stand? The unbelievers and the nations that reject Jesus Christ will be in trouble. They will face the eternal judgment. They know that 
the time of judgment has come. It will be the time of final judgment to the unbelievers. Matthew chapter 25, verse 32 and verse 46. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate them one from another. As a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats, verse 46, and this will go away in everlasting punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Jesus Christ will come back to judge the world and to reward the righteous. Revelation 20 verse 11. Then I saw a great white throne and him who sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. The nations would be judged and the kingdom of the earth overthrown and all people will be subject to the king of kings. He will come back and reign on this planet earth. He will be the king of all kings. The kingdoms of the world will be gone when he comes back. Now we're going to learn about his second coming in relation to Israel. I know that it is very difficult to interpret what the Bible say. I will read all the scripture concerning the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ in relation to the nation of Israel. Many people believe that the Jews as a nation will go through a time of a great tribulation. The Bible used the word Jacob's trouble. Look at Jeremiah chapter 30 verses 4 to 9. Now these are the words that the Lord spoke concerning Israel and Judah. For thus says the Lord, we have heard a voice of trembling, of fear, and not of peace. Ask now and see whether a man is ever in labor with child. So why do I see every man with his hands on his loins, like a woman in labor, and all faces turn pale? So the Jews will face great trouble and tribulation in the end time. Verse 7, Alas, for that day is great, the day of his coming, so that none is like it. And it is the time of Jacob's trouble. Jacob's trouble is interpreted as the end time tribulation. But he shall be saved out of it. God is going to save some Jews and Many of them shall turn to the Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 8, For it shall come to pass in that day, says the Lord of hosts, that I will break his yoke from your neck, the yoke of Satan, the yoke of the enemy. God will break the yoke from the neck of the Jews and will burst your bonds. Foreigners shall no more enslave them, but they, the Jews, shall serve the Lord their God and David their king, whom I will raise up for them. They will worship Jesus, the offspring of King David. The Lord will come back to meet the Jews. The Jews have to go through great tribulation, but many of them will be saved. If you read the book of Revelation chapter 7, carefully from verse 1 to verse 14, you will notice that this prophecy talk about 
the salvation of the Jews in the end time. The conclusion in verse 14, And I said to him, to one of the elders in heaven, John said, I said to one of the elders, Sir, you know. Know what? Know what can happen to the Jews. So he, the elder, said to me, These are the ones who come out of the great tribulation. Many Jews will go through the great tribulation. Some of them may be in trouble, but they gave their life to Jesus Christ and they will be resurrected on the day of the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Some of them go through the great tribulation and they're still alive. And wash their robes and make them white in the blood of the Lamb. From this scripture, we can see that in the end time, after great tribulation, many Jews will be saved and their life will be washed by the blood of the Lamb. Our Lord will come back and the Jews will see the true Messiah. Matthew 24, 29-31 Immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from heaven. There's so many natural miracles happen in the end time when Jesus comes back. And the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven. And then all the tribes of the earth will mourn and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. Jesus will come back the second time, not as a baby, but he will come back as a king of all kings with power and great glory. Verse 31, And he will send his angels with a great sound of trumpet, and they will gather together his elect from the four winds and from one end of heaven to the other. Both the born-again Christians and the born-again Jews will meet the Lord on that day. But this happened after the great tribulation. So after we read all this scripture, I believe that the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ and rapture might have happened after the seven years of great tribulation. Not before, because the Lord will come back after the Jews and some believers go through the great tribulation and then we all will meet with Him in the air. Many, many Jews, each people will be saved, will be born again and meet the Lord Jesus Christ and He will come down to rule the earth for 1,000 years with all the believers. Zechariah chapter 12, verses 9 to 10. It shall be in that day that I will seek to destroy all the nations that come against Jerusalem, come against the Jews. And I will pour on the house of David and on the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and supplication. Then they will look on me, all the Jews will look on Jesus on the last day, on the Messiah, the anointed one, whom they pierced, who pierced the Lord Jesus, the Jews. In his time on the planet Earth, 2,000 plus years ago, the Jews sent Jesus to the Roman soldier to be pierced at the cross. Yes, they will mourn for him as one mourns for his only son and grieve for him as one grieve for the firstborn. My brother and sister, according to all the scriptures, we can see that the Jews will go through the great tribulation in the end time. But many of them 
shall be born again, shall be saved, receive salvation from Jesus, and worship the Messiah. I don't know all the detail, but all these scriptures show us that the Lord Jesus Christ will come back for also the Jewish people. The fourth purpose of the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ: number one, for the believers; number two, He come to judge the unbelievers and to stop all the nations and the kingdoms of this world and establish His new kingdom. Number three, He will come back to meet the Jewish people. Number four, He will come back. He would really judge the Antichrist and all the enemies of God's people. When we talk about the word the Antichrist, there are two things in our mind. Number one, a real person, the Antichrist, and another one is the spirit of the Antichrist, the demonic spirit used by Satan to come against the Lord Jesus Christ, against His church, against His word, His truth. The spirit of Antichrist has been in the world already for a long time. Even at the time that the apostle wrote the scriptures, but many people believe that there will be a final antichrist, a man full of the antichrist spirit, who will come to give trouble to this world and give trouble to the believers. So people interpret the Bible that there are spirits of antichrist, and there will be a man who is a real antichrist. A final antichrist may show up and try to destroy the work of the Lord, but the spirit of antichrist still work in this world since the time of the early church. Second Thessalonians chapter two verses three to four. Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first. In other words, in the end time. There will be the great falling away of believers. Many believers will be deceived by false teaching, by false prophet, by the antichrist spirit. A lot of unbiblical teachings will come into the internet, and people will believe in the lies of the enemy, the deceptions of the enemy, and they start to fall away from the truth. Some of them think that they are believers; they believe in Jesus, but they will lie to or deceived by the enemy, and they begin to walk away from the truth of God. They are falling away little by little until one day they sin and they don't obey God anymore, even though they claim to be Christians. Again, the Bible says, "Not everyone who call me Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of God, but only those who obey." His teaching. So, one day the falling away gonna happen in a big time, and I believe that we can see that now. There are so many wrong teachings in the internet, and many people start to fall away. The teaching that say that Jesus did everything for us, therefore we don't need to obey God anymore. We don't have to go to church. We don't have to repent. We don't need to live a holy life. Which can live a loose, sinful life is okay. God forgive us. The grace of God will cover us anyway. That is a false teaching. And the man of sin is revealed. The Antichrist. The man of sin is revealed. The son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God, and that is worshipped, so that he sits as God in the temple of God, 
showing himself that he is God. When I read this scripture, I believe that the Antichrist will be involved in the church. He will come as a teacher or leader in the church, but start to guide people, teach people out of the way of Jesus Christ. The false teaching comes into the church, and eventually he will say that you worship me. I know the best. I represent God here, but he doesn't believe in the lordship of Jesus Christ. A lot of deceptions and a lot of lies in the end time. We have to be very careful about this. This is why we should stay with the word of God. And we make sure that the Holy Spirit revealed to us the truth so that we will not be deceived in the end time by the spirit of Antichrist that worked all over the world. And maybe at the end, an Antichrist, a man, show up and claim to be God himself. First John chapter 4, verse 3. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist, the spirit of the Antichrist. The Antichrist definitely is Satan. And he put demonic spirit that come against Christ and the truth and the word of God and against the Holy Spirit into people to come against the church, against the truth of God all over the world, which you have heard was coming and is now already in the world. The spirit of Antichrist has been working since the time of the apostle 2,000 years ago. And they're still working today to deceive many people in a different form, different ways. In 1 John chapter 2, verses 80 to 22, little children, it is the last hour. This scripture was written 2,000 years ago. And the apostle John said, this is the last hour. Jesus is coming back. And as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming, even now, many Antichrists have come by which we know that it is the last hour. It's true. I believe that Antichrists with us, many Antichrists have come into the world for many, many generations, including our generation today. They went out from us. You notice that the, the Antichrist used to be in the church, used to worship God with us. They used to claim to be Christians, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that none of them were of us. But you have an anointing, the Holy Spirit, from the Holy One. And you know all things. I have not written to you because you do not know the truth, but because you know it and that no lie is of the truth. Who is a liar? But he who denies that Jesus is the Christ. He is Antichrist who denies the Father and the Son. After we read 1 John chapter 2 here, we notice that Antichrist, the spirit of Antichrist has been working in the world for more than 2,000 years now. And they come in a religious way. They usually get involved in the church. Some of them may be even a preacher, famous in the internet. But they teach something 
that will lead people out of the way of Jesus Christ. They may even quote the word Jesus, but they rarely glorify Jesus. They glorify themselves, and they want to have fame and reputation, and that teachings are not biblical. They are not really following the Bible. They teach the word that tickle your ears and make you happy, but they never talk about repentance. They never. Talk about committing your life to Christ 100%. Turn away from sin and live a holy life. You have to be very careful. The enemy will try to make war with the saints in the end time. The apostle John saw the vision that the Lord gave to him. The vision includes many signs and symbols that convey the essence of what is to happen in the end time. What John saw. In most cases, was indescribable with human language. So he used illustrations to show that it was what God gonna do in the end time. What John wrote in the book of Revelation is symbolic, non-literal, and figurative. So you have to be careful with interpretation of the book of Revelation. You cannot say exactly literally that somebody gonna put the number six 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 on your forehead or on your right hand. No. The writings of John in the Book of Revelation are just symbolic and figurative. You cannot interpret what he wrote in a literal way, so you have to be careful. Like the Bible talk about the Holy Spirit as the fire, as the dove, as the wind, the rain. So all these terminologies indicate the work of the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit is not a fire. The Holy Spirit is not the dove. In the same way, the Book of Revelation gives us the symbolic language. We may interpret it in the wrong way. We may not fully understand. But one day, what the Word of God say in the Book of Revelation will happen. Our job is to keep our eyes on God, keep building the kingdom of God, keep repenting and growing in the Spirit to serve Him and to build His church. But the Word of God revealed to us that. Something gonna happen in the end time. Revelation chapter 13 verses 4 to 9. So they worship the dragon who gave authority to the beast. The unbeliever worship the dragon who gave authority to the beast. The beast, the human who come against the church against Jesus Christ, and they worship the beast, saying, "Who is like the beast? Who is able to make war with him?" And he was given a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies. And he was given authority to continue for forty-two months. Then he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God, to blaspheme His name, His tabernacle, and those who dwell in heaven. It was granted to him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And authority was given him over every tribe, tongue, and nation. Wow, this Antichrist, the beast, has so much authority and power, and he can really come against many tribe, tongue, and nations, and against the church. This is what the Bible talk about in the end time: that there will be the beast, the Antichrist, that come against the kingdom of God in the end time. He makes war with God's people. All who dwell on the earth will worship him. Whose names have not been written in the book of life of the Lamb, slain from the foundation of the world. 
many people will listen to the Antichrist, to the beast, to the dragon, and walk away from Jesus or come against Jesus. If anyone has an ear, let him hear. The Antichrist will cause all to receive a mark in Revelation chapter 13, verses 16 to 18. The Bible talks about a mark. He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on the right hand and on their foreheads, and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. His number is 666. Some people interpret this scripture literally that there will be a political man or very powerful religious leader who comes against Jesus Christ and command people all over the world to put 666 on the forehead or on the right hand. And if you don't allow him to put this number on your body, you cannot buy or sell. That's why you have to run away from the church, buy a land and plant fruit and things so that they can stay away from this economical restriction. People may interpret that way. Some people think that the government that worship the beast or Satan will force us to put a chip into the body and use that chip to control us. Actually, you don't need that chip in the body. It's already in your telephone. People can trace you where you are now by your telephone. I believe that the number 666 means that the devil, who is the god of this world, is using the world system, the system of humanity, to control our life through information in the internet. That the information come from the telephone, get into your eyes, your brain, in your forehead here, and start to brainwash you to come against God, to have wrong understanding, strongholds, wrong theology, and belief. And what happened, you will not be able to live a life of fruitfulness for God. Your life is under the control, the control of the devil. When the Bible talks about you cannot sell and buy, it means you are controlled by the false teaching, by the lies and deception of the devil that come through the system of the world. Man, the number of a man, the world system, humanity, that number is 666 to control you. The Antichrist and his followers will be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord when Jesus comes back the second time. Second Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 7 to 9. And to give you who are troubled, rest with us when the Lord Jesus is revealed, when the Lord Jesus comes back the second time. From heaven with his mighty angels, in flaming fire, taking vengeance on those who do not know God and on those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. This shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of His power. Jesus will come back to judge and to punish the Antichrist and those people who follow Satan, those who reject God and disobey God. Revelation chapter 19, 19 to 20. 
and I saw the beasts, the kings of the earth, and their armies gathered together to make war against him who sat on the horse and against his army. His army is the church and his angels. So the Antichrist, the beast, and all the people who follow Satan will do everything against the church and against the truth of God, against the gospel. It may not be a literal war of guns and tanks to kill each other, but it's a spiritual warfare. Spiritual warfare becomes strong and stronger in the end time. I believe that the devil used COVID-19 now to shut down the church and to come against believers and make a lot of believers confused. And he used all kinds of techniques and all kinds of weapons to come against Jesus and his soldiers, his army. I want to be the soldiers in God's army and I want to stand for the truth and for the name of Jesus Christ. Then the beast was captured. And with him the false prophet who worked signs in his presence by which he deceived those who received the mark of the beast and those who worship his image. So again, this is not literal. This is all figurative, all symbolic. That the beast, the Antichrist, and those who worship Satan, those who follow the ways of the world and the way of Satan, will try to deceive the world, put the mark on people. The mark means the false teaching, the deception into their brain, through the forehead, so that people will follow the ways of Satan. These two were cast alive into the lake of fire, burning with brimstone. When Jesus come back, he will throw the beast, the antichrist, the false prophets, false teacher, and those who serve Satan into the eternal lake of fire. Revelation chapter 20 verse 10. The devil who deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are. And they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. So the Bible talk about the final judgment on the Antichrist, on the dragon or Satan, on all the demons, false teacher, false prophets in the end time. That will happen to them. For us, we will receive reward. We will have a new glorious body and we will serve the Lord for eternity. When Jesus come back, he will set up his kingdom on earth. The Lord will reign 1,000 years on this planet earth when he returns. Revelation 20, 1-4. Then I saw an angel coming down from heaven, having the key to the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. He laid hold of the dragon, that serpent of old, who is the devil and Satan, and bowed him for a thousand years. And he cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal on him so that he should deceive the nations no more. Till the thousand years were finished. But after these things, he must be released for a little while. And I saw thrones, and they sat on them, and judgment was committed to them. Then I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for their witness to Jesus 
and for the word of God, who had not worshipped the beast or his image, and had not received his mark on their foreheads or on their hands, and they live and reign with Christ for a thousand years. This scripture say that Jesus will come back, reign the world for one thousand years. During this one thousand years, the devil, the false prophets, the antichrist will be in the bottomless pit. And after 1,000 years, the devil or Satan will be released to deceive the world again for a short period. All through the Christian history, many people were killed, were persecuted and died for the gospel. But they will be with Christ later on and they will reign with Christ for a thousand years. And eventually they will be with the Lord for eternity. My brother and sister, don't be afraid of death. Don't be afraid of persecution because the Lord will reward you. The Lord will honor you. What we need to do is to follow the truth. Keep growing spiritually, serving the Lord, preaching the gospel, making disciples, building his church, being faithful to him, and believe that he will protect us during the time of hardships and we will not be afraid of death for the kingdom of God. Amen. I pray that God will protect all of us and we will not have to die due to the persecution. But we should not be afraid of death for the gospel. During this period of 1,000 years, the Bible used the word millennial reign. And Jesus will reign. He will be the king for 1,000 years. No other kings, only one king. Jeremiah 23 verse 5 say, Behold, the days are coming, say the Lord, that I will raise it to David a branch of righteousness. A king shall reign and prosper and execute judgment and righteousness in the earth. That king is the Lord Jesus Christ, the offspring of King David. The Bible called the capital city of his kingdom in the 1,000 years, Jerusalem. Isaiah 2, 1 to 4. The word that Isaiah, the son of Amos, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. Now it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountains of the Lord's house shall be established on the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and all nations shall flow to it. Many people shall come and say, Come and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways and we will walk in his path. For out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between the nations and rebuke many people. They shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war any more. During the 1,000 year reigns of Jesus Christ, there will be no war, no fighting between nations because Jesus will be the king of all kings. And the Bible used the words Zion, Jerusalem, and mountain of God. All this represent the kingdom of God on earth, the final kingdom. And 
the Bible uses the word Jerusalem, so it means that Jesus is going to have his capital city on earth here. His reign will be one of righteousness and justice. Isaiah 11:4. But with righteousness he shall judge the poor, and decide with equity or justice for the meek of the earth. He shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips. He shall slay the wicked. Jesus will reign the world for 1,000 years with righteousness and equity or justice. Psalm 98 verse 9. Before the Lord, for He is coming to judge the earth. He is coming the second time to judge the earth. He will be the king. He will be the judge of the whole earth. With righteousness, He shall judge the world and the peoples with equity or justice. In conclusion, the Lord Jesus Christ will come back for the saints to give a new body to the saints, to reward the saints, to have a celebration of the marriage supper together between the groom, the Lord Jesus Christ, and the bride, the church. The Lord Jesus Christ will come back to judge the unsaved, the unrighteous, and to stop all the kingdom of this world. He will establish his kingdom. He will be the king of all kings, the Lord of all lords for 1,000 years. He's going to have a capital city, the mountain of God, and people will flow to him. He will reign in this world with righteousness and equity or justice. He will come back for the Jewish people as well. Many Jewish people shall be saved in the end time. He will come and really punish the dragon, Satan, the Antichrist, the false prophets, the false teachers, and those who come against him. The devil will be put in the bottomless pit for 1,000 years during the millennial reign of the Lord Jesus Christ, and he will be released for a period of time. The tribulation will happen, but we should not be afraid because Jesus will come back. And if we die for the gospel, he will resurrect us and give us a new body. But many of us will not die on the day of His second coming. Therefore, no matter what, we're going to have eternal life, and we're going to reign with Him for eternity. Are you glad that He is coming back the second time for justice and righteousness? Therefore, what we are going through right now, some injustice, some persecution, some rejection from the world, we don't put our eyes and our focus on those things. We keep our eyes on the Lord Jesus Christ. We should keep serving Him, obeying Him, living for Him, glorifying Him. And we know that the eternal kingdom will come one day and we're going to be with the Lord for eternity. Paul said that to die is to gain. Therefore, we should not be afraid of death. One day we're going to live for eternity with our Lord Jesus Christ. And He's going to give us rewards, eternal rewards. Let us pray that the Holy Spirit will give us bonus, faith, joy, love, and we will run the race and finish the race with joy to the end. Father, we pray that the Holy Spirit will give us faith, love, joy, peace, bonus, and confidence in our salvation, Lord. We promise you, Lord, by your grace, we can run the race to the end together, Lord. We're going to do what you 
tell us to do, we're going to respond to the divine calling in our life, Lord. And while we are serving you, Lord, you will take care of our needs. You shall protect us, Lord. You shall guide us. You shall put your favor upon us. The shield of favor, the shield of protection shall be on our life, Lord. Help us, Lord, not to be deceived by the spirit of Antichrist in the end time. Help us, Lord, not to allow the 666, the system of humanity, the world system, the system of Satan to come through our hand, into our head, into our mind, and brainwash us to go in the wrong direction, to desert the kingdom, to live selfishly, and to sin against you, Lord. We thank you, Father. Lord, we want to be the bride of Christ in the end time. We don't want to be a harlot who commits adultery to the world system, Lord, and to Satan. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. I hope to see you in the next lesson in the series called The Doctrine of the Last Things. God bless you. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty.